Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Before we get to that Weather Command forecast, a few things to note. First off, we had our first 100-degree day of the year across much of the region. Fort Benton had the distinction of the highest temperature in the area yesterday, 104 degrees. Great Falls 102, Loma 101, Lewistown 101, Chinook 100, Haver 100. So yes, it was a hot one yesterday, much cooler today, but we do have one weather alert for you. It's a high wind warning for the counties of Hill and Blaine, from 3 p.m. today to 6 a.m. Tuesday morning, we're looking at west winds 30 to 40 miles an hour, gusting up to 65. Damaging winds could blow down trees and power lines. Travel could be difficult, especially for high-profile vehicles. Blowing dust could significantly reduce visibility at times. Secure loose objects that could be blown around or damaged by the wind. For the rest of your Monday, windy and mostly cloudy, showers likely, and a chance of thunderstorms. Patchy blowing dust, highs around 90. West winds 25 to 35, gusting to around 55. The chance of rain, 70%. Tonight, very windy and cooler. Patchy blowing dust in the evening, mostly cloudy. Chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms in the evening. Then partly cloudy, slight chance of rain showers after midnight. Lows 55 to 60. West winds 25 to 40, decreasing to 20 to 30 after midnight. Gusting up to 55. Chance of rain, 50%. Tuesday, sunny, highs 85 to 90. West winds, 10 to 20. Gusting up to 35 in the morning. Tuesday night, clear. Lows, 55 to 60. West winds, 5 to 15. Wednesday, sunny, highs 85 to 90. Northwest winds, 10 to 15. Wednesday night and Thursday, clear. Lows, 55 to 60. Highs, 90 to 95. Thursday night and Friday, mostly clear. Lows, around 60. Highs 85 to 90. Friday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms. Lows 55 to 60. Saturday, sunny, highs 85 to 90. Saturday night, mostly clear, 20% chance of rain showers. Lows 55 to 60. And Sunday, sunny, highs 85 to 90. Let's take a look at local news. Haver Fire Department Chief Nate Courtnage says a residence just east of town suffered significant damage in an electrical fire Saturday evening. Courtnage says crews were dispatched to the fire at 10.31 p.m. on the 400 block of 33rd Avenue Northeast. The fire is believed to have started at an air conditioning plug-in in the living room and extended up paneling into the walls and ceiling. The fire was contained to the room of origin, but there is smoke damage throughout the house. The room of origin sustained water and fire damage. One engine and an ambulance were on the scene. Five personnel were called to the scene with another three people on standby. Crews remained on scene until just after midnight Sunday morning. There were no injuries. The residence is in need of repairs, according to Courtnage. Construction on the Bearpaw Volunteer Fire Department's new fire hall, located just south of Haver along the Beaver Creek Highway, has been completed. Bearpaw Fire Chief Josh Beebe says this will be a big benefit for the department, especially for maintaining equipment. Be able to keep our equipment inside of a building instead of out in the weather. The sun and the weather and everything, you know, it, it, it takes a toll on the hoses and fittings and stuff like that. So just be able to keep everything inside, that's going to help a great deal with breakdowns. BB says they remain in needs of funds for finishing touches and plan on holding a fundraiser this fall. We put in for a bunch of grants, hoping to hear back on those in the next month or two, whether we get them or not. But yeah, we're still going to be doing fundraising and, and trying to do the final push to get this thing paid for. Those looking to contact Bear Paul Volunteer Fire Department can do so by messaging them on Facebook. The Montana Department of Commerce has announced that $50 million in federal assistance funding is now available to help Montana homeowners impacted by the pandemic stay in their homes and get caught up on their mortgage and utility bills. The funding, available through Montana Housing's Homeowner Assistance Fund program, helps homeowners who have experienced a financial hardship that has worsened or incurred after 
January 21st, 2020. A financial hardship means a reduction in income or an increase in living expenses associated with the coronavirus pandemic that has created or increased a risk of mortgage delinquency, mortgage default, foreclosure, loss of utilities, or home energy services, or homeowner displacement. Eligible homeowners may use these funds three ways, mortgage reinstatement, lien prevention, and utility slash internet. To apply, visit housing.mt.gov. A popular Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Region 6 program that allows kids and their friends or families to check out free fishing rods and tackle is in full swing again this year. The Kids to Fish program lets anglers check out fishing rods and reels equipped with basic tackle, such as hooks, bobbers, and sinkers. Typically, eight rods are at each location, and some places have a tackle box available to borrow or to use the available tackle. These fishing rods are also available to be checked out from the outlets by individuals, families, organizations, youth groups, and schools. Towns all across the High Line from Chester in the west to Bainville in the east have businesses participating. A list of locations is available at HighlineToday.com. Turning to state news... The Montana Highway Patrol says six people were killed, including two children, and eight people were injured in a massive pileup that was caused by a dust storm on Friday evening. The crash occurred at around 4.30 p.m. on I-90 near Hardin and involved 21 vehicles, six of which were commercial semis. Gusty winds caused a dust storm that led to drivers having zero visibility on the busy interstate. It took six hours for the road to reopen. The Montana Free Press reports a state education committee tasked with advising the Montana Board of Education on changes to school quality regulations deadlocked on Friday as it debated whether to support abandoning a requirement that Montana schools employ at least one school counselor for every 400 students. Superintendent of Public Instruction Elsie Arntzen and some rural school administrators have argued that mandating a ratio is not necessary and that local officials are better positioned to recognize the needs of their school's students. The issue had fueled months of disagreement on the Office of Public Instruction's Chapter 55 Negotiated Rulemaking Committee and triggered an avalanche of public comment in May, predominantly favoring the continuation of a student-to-school counselor ratio. A task force selected by Arntzen had earlier recommended lowering Montana's existing ratio of one counselor for every 400 students to one counselor per 300 students, a figure that more closely aligns with national standards established by the American School Counselor Association. The recommendations aren't sent forwarded to the rulemaking committee contained no ratios. The committee did succeed in reaching consensus on proposed changes to 49 other regulations governing Montana schools, agreeing, for example, to eliminate ratio requirements for school librarians. Those recommendations, along with a description of the committee's discussions of the counselor ratio, will be forwarded to the Montana Board of Public Education for review at an August 15th meeting. The regulations set various standards for classroom sizes, academic offerings, and other details that OPI uses to determine a school's accreditation status. Violations of those regulations may result in the state requiring corrective action and appear on an annual public report compiled by OPI. A fire started by lightning in the gates of the mountain's wilderness northeast of Helena was at 150 acres as of Monday morning, according to officials. Smoke from the Moores Mountain wildfire has been visible from Helena and White Sulphur Springs. A Type 3 incident command team took charge of the situation Monday morning, with two hand crews and six aircraft working to manage the fire, and more resources on the way. The Refrigerator Canyon Trail is closed due to the fire. A lame deer man who admitted to fatally stabbing another man during an argument at a Crow Agency convenience store was sentenced Friday to five years in prison, three years supervised release. James Posey Fisher Sr., 36, pleaded guilty in February to voluntary manslaughter. U.S. District Judge Susan P. Waters presided and ordered the sentence to run consecutive to pending state cases in Yellowstone and Bighorn counties. The government alleged that on June 28, 2020, at the TP Station convenience store in Crow Agency, Fisher stabbed the male victim once in the chest. The victim died of a single stab wound before reaching the hospital. Fisher and the victim were with other individuals and were drinking heavily. At some point, Fisher and the victim began arguing in a car 
that Fisher was driving and continued the argument when they got out at the convenience store. The argument turned physical. Witnesses thought it was only a fist fight until the victim backed up suddenly, ran a short distance, and collapsed. Witnesses realized the victim had been stabbed because he was bleeding. Fisher jumped back into the car and drove away. And now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Again, a big drop in prices from the last reporting period, which was Friday. Daily prices per bushel, Hill County, winter wheat $7.79, spring $8.38, Blaine $7.69 for winter, $8.33 for spring, Liberty $7.84 for winter, $8.38 for spring, Shoto $7.79 for winter, $8.38 for spring, and Phillips $7.64 for winter, $8.28 for spring. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Daryl D. Newberry, 71, passed away due to natural causes at his residence Saturday, July 16th. Cremation has taken place, and memorial services will be 10 a.m. Friday, July 22nd at Holland and Bonine Funeral Chapel. Pastor Rick Hodshirt will officiate. Lori Beasy Maine, 60, passed away due to injuries sustained in an automobile accident on Saturday, July 16th. Wake services will begin 5 p.m. Tuesday, July 19th, and will continue until her funeral service, which will be at noon Wednesday, July 20th, all at the Chief Nosey Center in Lodgepole, with Kenneth Tuffy Helgeson officiating. Burial will follow in the Lodgepole Cemetery. Daniel Wendelin passed away July 6th at the age of 53. A funeral service will be held Saturday, July 23rd at 11 a.m. at the Chinook High School Auditorium, with a reception to follow at the Pastime Lounge in Chinook. And that is going to do it for your Monday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Everyone have a great rest of your... Monday and stay safe out on those roads.